Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Heather. How's your day? It's good. How is yours? It is full on crazy. Yes, it is. Yep. But thank goodness for Chick-fil-A and Starbucks getting me through the day. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I told my kids, get in the car. We're going to drive through before podcasting starts for lunch. And then I just am thankful for (laughs) Chick-fil-A because we had lunch in the middle of school and podcasting and all the things. Yep. Some days you have to do that. If you're a new listener, we want to say welcome. My sister and I love hosting this show together. We love getting to do life together and bring you guys in to these conversations. So sometimes we chat and it's just the two of us. And sometimes we invite guests onto the show. And today's guest, I'm actually really excited about. Me too. She is feisty mm-hmm. and she is a fireball. And she is just pretty much up for anything almost all the time. So and we've known her since she was a teenager. Yes, which is really a long cool. time. Yeah, a long time. We've gotten to see her walk through a bunch of different seasons in her life. And yeah. It's been really, really fun. Yeah. So we would just love to welcome to the show Peyton White. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. <laughs> Literally, I was just thinking the other day, I've known you guys for almost a whole decade. Really? Like seven years. It's almost a decade. It's close. I was 18 and I'm 25 now. Wow. It's wild. We've done a lot of life together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've come a long way. <laughs> oh, we all have. Yes. We all have. Yeah. yeah seven years is a long time. A lot of things change in seven years. I'm so thankful a lot of things change in seven years. (laughs) (laughs) We all grow. One of my favorite memories of Peyton from the beginning of knowing you was you were um, leading in a kid's room at Mm -hmm. our church that Mm -hmm. we all attended. And my daughter was scared to go in the room. And she would have been three at the time. Yeah, three and four was the room. Okay. And um, the only way she would go in is if you were in there because you made her feel so comfortable. And it was just such a, for me as a mom, and I was actually leading a bunch of things in the church. So Mm -hmm. I needed her to go in because I didn't, I couldn't have her like clinging to me when I was on stage and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she would go in if you were there and I'll never, ever forget that. That was a sweet time for me too. Yeah. It was a really sweet relationship and there was some great things that came out of that room and some not so great things. (laughs) Kids ministry is always wild Mm, and crazy. I mean, literally one time a a little girl fell off of this thing and her lip went through her bottom teeth and it was pretty traumatizing. But then you have sweet stories like me getting to love on Jules and a lot of other kids in that room. Yeah. And now you're getting to watch her grow up and and change into the way we've gotten to watch you. So yeah. So tell us about yourself. Okay, so um, they already said that my name is Peyton. Um, a lot of people refer to me as Pay, which I really, really like that. Um, I never, I guess I did have a nickname growing up, but that one just is near and dear to me. Um, and then my other nickname is JoJo. All of my nieces and nephews call me that. So how did that, how'd that happen? I'm Peyton Joe. Oh yeah, I always forget and, that. Yeah, so okay. actually um, for most of my childhood, I was JoJo by everyone. And then we moved towns and I became Peyton. Okay. Um, but I was at the pumpkin festival, which was what, just a few weeks ago. And, um, a girl in the crowd said, hi, Jojo. And I was like, kind of turned around and I was like, oh, it's a girl from the town that I lived in before I moved. And okay. so a lot of those people still think of me as Jojo, Jojo. which is funny. Does your man call you Jojo? 
No. Okay. He calls me like Pejo or <laughs> just like random mixtures of everything. Whatever so, he, whatever beat he's walking to. That yeah, day. I'll answer to whatever, babe. <laughs> um, so I'm married to Dalton, and he, I could talk about him for this entire podcast. You, how much go ahead. I you may start. <laughs> he is sexy and funny and just everything that I've always wanted in a man, and he's got a great body. Love you, babe. <laughs> Um, yes. You know he's dancing right now it. to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And how long have you been married? Uh, three years. And you were going to ask me that. I'm so bad with dates and numbers. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. When we were first dating, he would ask me in front of people, when's my birthday? And I would just like deer in the headlights. Like, oh, no, I don't know when your birthday is. <laughs> and he just thought it was so funny to put me on the spot. So he likes to put people on the spot. He likes to. It's just totally his personality. He's everybody's best friend. He's my best friend. He's. Mm -hmm. Um, he can be funny, but he's also so serious and tenderhearted. And I think I just really love those things about him. Did you like him right off the bat? No. Ugh, I, I said I would never date him. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> and now we're married and we have two kids. I feel like that means it's going to work for yes. sure. Yeah. So, um, we've been married for three years. Um, we have two incredible boys, Boone and Rhett. Um, we like that country theme. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lead in our church. Um, I'm a foster mom. I, went back and forth about sharing that, but it was such a special season of my life that I will forever be etched on my heart. And so I'm going to take that title. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I lead youth ministry in our church here in Peoria. Um, yeah, that's basically me summed up. I love it. Okay. So what is the most fun thing you've done recently? Mm. We just took my sister and I, we have boys that are about exactly a year apart we're raising them to be best buds, whether they want to be or not. Currently, they want to be best buds. Yeah. Um, we just took them to Disney on ice. And I think just experiencing things through my child is way better than experiencing things myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I, no one can tell you that um, as a parent or walking into parenthood. But, man, there's nothing sweeter than watching things through my child's eyes, whether it be Christmas, birthdays, fun things, that we, fun trips that we take. And so we did Disney on Ice and it was so fun. The videos you posted were just so sweet. I was reliving Bennett, my son at that age. Mm -hmm. He's almost a teenager now. And so, but I could, I could remember watching your boys Yeah, be like, oh, it's Mater, it's Lady yes. McQueen. Yeah. It's you know, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. I mean, the both of them, their mouths were just wide open like, the whole yeah. time. Like, they're just mouth, mouth boy, wide open boys, if that's a thing. Yeah. Like, their mouths are always hanging open. And <laughs> it was, like, even more so, like, picking them up off the ground. They loved it so much. I so love sweet. your point in sharing that, though. It reminds me of the point of this podcast yeah. is when you're seeing something through your child's eyes, even the most ordinary thing in their perspective is mm -hmm. so incredible and so yeah. extraordinary and so amazing. Yeah. And I think that's how we adults should really see life more often mm -hmm. is those ordinary Absolutely. moments that are actually really amazing and incredible, but we've just let them become normal or mundane mm -hmm. or like, meh, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. that's fun that you get to experience that. That's yeah. one of the incredible perks of motherhood. It is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have two boys. Mm -hmm. How old are they? Um, two and three months. So babies. 
still yeah. close together. Before the podcast, I was running one for a haircut, which, ugh, they botched it. Oh. It's like it's like a terrible, it looks like a bowl cut almost. I'm oh, like, Lord, yeah. how are we going <laughs> to fix this? Like from the early 90s. But if I cut it, it would probably end up even worse. So we're just going to let it be what it is. Okay. Put yeah. some styling cream in it. So Hair grows, especially on the boys, real fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord. It's all good. Um, yeah, so I was just doing the mom thing, chasing around. I probably have spit up on my shirt, but I got a shower today. So hey, ordinary day. Ordinary life, girl. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. uh, we know because we have kids that it is very hard when you have kids yeah. of any age, but especially littles, mm-hmm. to refresh. It's hard to get you time. Mm-hmm. So do you get time for that? And if so, how do you refresh? Um, it's something that uh, in my personality, I'm, I'm Enneagram 3. So um, I'm always on that, like, I got to be successful. I got to be a good mom. I can handle this. Like, here's my brave face. Um, and it's something I'm working on to call people in to just come and take my boys for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I was just thinking about this last night as this is something I was doing to refresh. So, um, I'm a bath girl, but I'm not a bath girl. I just run the water cause it drowns every noise out <laughs> and fill the tub up while I'm sitting in it. And then I let it out and I get out. Like that's just, I, the water is soothing to me. Yeah, it's yeah. such a weird thing, Yeah, you know? no, I but get it, it. it works. It's, yeah. Um, but other things I'll do is I'll go hit the gym quick or I'll, run a couple errands or just getting in my car and not having anyone in my car mm-hmm. is sometimes a refresh for me. Yeah. Just really simple things. Yeah. I don't try to make it this like I would, I mean, sometimes I'll get my nails done, but sometimes it's just, Hey, I'm going to jump in the car and I'm going to get a few groceries by myself. Yeah. Yep. Um, or just knock a few things off my to do list alone. Yep. Um, and that's good enough for me right it's now really, in this season of my life. It's really incredible when you have littles, how, valuable alone time is yeah. mm-hmm. it is so valuable because yeah. you don't get it very much no Mm-mm. so no. Oh, that's good okay I want to talk to you about church because so it is where we met yeah so mm-hmm. we were on leadership team and you were a uh, high school student right uh I, I had just graduated college. high school it was so probably the summer age. of my okay after my senior year okay so um when we first met you and the thing that I the thing that will always stand out to me about you is that you have such a heart for people and for the church of Jesus. So I want to talk about um, why do you love your church community so much? My first initial thought of this was like, how could you not? Like, that is how I feel. I just love connecting with people so much and I love community so much. And I'm, it's just, I just don't want to miss it. Like, that's just how it feels for me. Um, but I have been hurt by the church. And so I guess I can talk to two different people and say, like, if you're serving in your local church, well done. Keep going. Like, we see you. And it is so good and needed. And God is so proud of you. And yeah. keep going, even when it's hard. And I can also talk to the people who've been hurt by the church. Because I've been hurt. And I very easily could have said, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Yep. Um, but I stayed yeah. and it was so, so painful to stay, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad that I did. But I think there's a difference also between, um, being hurt by the church and being offended by the church. Yes. Oh, come on, there's girl. such a huge difference. Yeah. And, um, being offended is a heart problem of your own that you need to assess. And I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say before you walk out on church, figure out, am I, having a heart issue or did someone really hurt me? Hmm. And then I would say, um, if you had a, if you, if you've been hurt by the church, 
find another church. Like it's okay. It's okay to go to another church. You don't have to be in the same church for your whole life. Um, And if you've been offended, I would say dig your heels in and stay and support your people and say, Lord, get on your face Mm -hmm. and say, Lord, change my heart. Cause that's where it's at. And have the hard conversations. Yeah. Cause it's never going to get remedied if you just internalize it all. Yeah. We heard this awesome message recently at a leadership conference and I will never forget it as long as I live. Um, basically, the point was like, get over it. Yeah. You know, it was totally. about, it was about an, yeah. yeah, being offended and being offended easily. And mm-hmm. like that we are in a culture of, it's like recreational offense. Yeah. Where it is. it is considered okay to be offended about anything all the time, every time. Yeah. You know, and it's an epidemic mm-hmm. in this society. And so I love that you're actually mentioning that. We did not ask you to mention that or like mm. that just came out of your That's own so good. Um, thought process, but it's so important. And I think, you know, a lot of people, I think everyone kind of lives in this moment where they think for a moment, like, well, no one's ever been hurt by the church the mm. way I have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, the church is full of humans mm-hmm. and people get hurt by humans all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the church, people expect the church to be perfect. Yeah. And we should be different, but we're not perfect, yeah. right? It's so good. And so I think giving that grace to go, man, I'm a human, and so therefore I'm going to let someone down, and so I'm going to give my church the grace to also let me down, yeah. you know, and then make it right yeah. when I'm brave enough to have that conversation. Yeah. So totally, I'm super proud of you for, yeah. you know, the things I know that you've had to walk through yeah. for going, nope, I love Jesus and people too much mm-hmm. to throw the towel in because yeah. at the end of the day, you would be the one missing out. Yeah. I love that though. If you're offended, it's a hard issue. Yeah. It really is. That is such a good thing to remember. Like, I feel like we all need to write that and put it on our bathroom mirrors. Yeah. If you're offended right now, check your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, not in the funny, like John Christ way. (laughs) Yeah. I just found out that he says that. Yeah. Check your heart. Yeah. But like, but seriously, dig in and find out, like, Lord, what is wrong in my heart and right now in my spirit Mm -hmm. and soul that I need to deal with because this is offending me. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Really good. So talk about, okay, so your man, we all call him Dalt. Talk about your and Dalt's leadership of the youth right now. Because that's kind of your lane right now. Yeah, And it you is. guys are, I was thinking about that. If I was a high school student, I'd be a real big fan of you guys being my leaders. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, funny that you mentioned that. We served, before we were married, we served in youth at a church before. Mm-hmm. And that was such a fun season of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had so much time to commit to it. Yeah. And, I mean, we were there till. 1 1 a.m. and I mean we had this huge incredible team built around us and it was so fun to be with people that were our same age and leading with us and that um and then fast forward to we're leading um youth 214 right now and in a very different season of your life a very different season (laughs) of our life um so we meet on Sundays and we meet in homes Mm -hmm. and my my two kids are there and um I never saw myself back in youth ministry, but the Lord clearly had other plans. Um, And we just connect so well. I think it's just because we have youthful hearts. I mean, truly, if you met my husband, like... He's a blast. He is so fun. Yeah. Um, And I would just say we also have another beautiful team behind us. Mm -hmm. It's just, it looks different. And I'm... The, I was saying this before we started, like the kids feel like my own kids. Like I just beam with pride over them and just watching them mature. We actually haven't had um, kids go all the way through yet. We're still kind of in that new phase. So yeah. we're just 
like I said, just so proud of them. And it's, it's fun to lead the ministry that we do. I love a few months ago, we had a youth takeover Sunday. Mm, Yeah. And one of my favorite Sundays. It really was. So our, some of our kids got up and helped lead worship. Mm -hmm. And then some of them got up and shared and you kind of were spearheading some of that in your team. And so you come off stage and you're just beaming because your kids have been up there Mm -hmm. and I am beaming because you were up there (laughs) and it was like this progression of watching that next generation and just being empowered and encouraged and led and then being so proud you know so here I am watching you who I I feel like I've been able to watch grow up and Mm -hmm. have a part in your ministry lane and then you watching your kids your students as they're stepping into that and it was so cool to see because we're not all we're not that far apart in age But it's so awesome to see the church encouraging one another and Mm -hmm. and, uh, watching the next generation step into their roles. That was a that was a fun moment. That day was I I don't even know if I have words to put into that day. I will never forget standing on stage and preaching and just watching our church just sob. Like truly, that's what it felt like. Yeah. But it also was so it felt so good to stand up there and not just for me, but for our our youth to be able to stand up there and have people cheering them on because yeah. so often teenagers are dismissed yep. and guess what? Like God wants to use them too. And mm. they have a call on their life yep. and it starts now. It starts yes. from the minute they're born. It's yes. not like, Oh, you're 25 now. Now you can, now you can yes. do yes. what I've called you to do. Yeah, you're no, you're 12 and you can play yes. guitar or drums yes. on stage or violin mm-hmm. or yes. oh, I love that. Well, and you're right because it was like the paparazzi. Yeah. When those kids were on stage, like <laughs> every were. single phone was out. Yeah. Every, all the adults were just beaming. Grinning. I have a picture yeah. of the parent, the adults, yeah. and not just the parents, the adults in the church mm-hmm. watching the young people on stage. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful, it's, it was a picture of heaven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, um, I know I said this just a little bit ago, but also there's just such a negative conversation on Generation Z yeah. and everyone's whining and complaining mm-hmm. instead of, hey, let me grab you coffee. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Yes. Yeah. Or, hey, like, here's some of my wisdom that I can give you rather mm-hmm. than being like, oh, they have it all. Well, guess what? Like, you have enabled them. That's right. So stop enabling them and start speaking into their lives and treating them like the people that God's created them to be. Yeah, and listen to their perspective because yeah. they probably have a really beautiful perspective mm-hmm. that may be different than yours, but it may be very valuable. Yeah. Well, and one thing I love about you, I don't have students in your ministry yet because my kids aren't old enough, but one thing I love about you guys, and I was thinking about this, I love that you are super lighthearted and fun with the kids and relatable and relevant. But you also speak really hard truth into their lives. Yeah. Like, I know you've had conversations sitting on the couch going like, you need to not do that. Yeah. That is not (laughs) how we act as followers of Jesus. Yeah. And having to call kids out and having to call parents out who are older than you. And, you know, that's tough. That is a tough line to walk, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. someone has to come alongside those parents and partner with them in the church setting. And so I'm, I'm just super proud of you guys for being willing to do that. Um, but then that also makes me think of you, Peyton, of because God has put Heather and me in a leadership role over you for the last seven years, I guess yeah. it is. Um, one thing that stands out to me is your teachable heart mm-hmm. is you, you do have this personality quality within you where girl, you're tough and you're, you're really good at being tough through the hard, but you're not stubborn and unteachable, which is sometimes, you know, sometimes those go hand in hand. When you're tough, that means you're also stubborn. Um, so I just sense like you've got this teachable spirit. So 
what is it about yourself? Did you choose to have a teachable spirit towards people that can speak into your life and leaders that God's put over you? Or is that something that you've had to kind of, um, like, was that born into you or did you choose that? So earlier when we talking when we were talking about offended spirit, I can speak on that because I've been there. I have had such an offended spirit for a long time. And I think some of that might just be because I'm one of multiple children and, um, but also heart stuff. So sometimes when you fall in that line, you feel like you're a little bit, uh, like I have a chip on my shoulder and I had to come to a place where it was like, nope, like I'm not going to act like that anymore. And so I wouldn't say, I would say it's a decision to be mm. teachable. I would say that, um, I made a decision to let people speak into my life. Um, because at the end of the day, like I want my character to reflect Jesus and yeah. Jesus is teachable. He's not offended. Mm. And so that is kind of why I feel so passionate about like, let's just all get over ourselves and, be who God created us to be and love each other well, truly. Is it easy to be teachable? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we've had hard, hard conversations and um, look at us, we can still sit down and yeah. have good conversation and love mm-hmm. each other well, even though we've walked through some really difficult times. And Heidi, I can remember sitting at your old house on Isabel and mm-hmm. at your round table. And oh, I know. I think you wanted a vomit bag that day. I literally <laughs> pro- like just sobbed or like we, I was, I can remember sitting in my car and being on a phone conversation with you because mm-hmm. you're so good at like, here's the truth and you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and me being like, gosh, she's so mean or she's like, <laughs> totally in the wrong and the mm-hmm. Lord say nope nope she's right like you mm-hmm. have a heart issue check yourself mm-hmm. and so I would so much rather be moldable and shapeable mm-hmm. than having a chip on my shoulder and the world owing me something mm-hmm. so Proverbs talks about that and I didn't understand this when I was younger but it says faithful are the wounds of a friend mm-hmm. um and, so and the wisdom of a friend um you know Heather and I have had to have hard conversations with each other you no, know we haven't we never have any hard conversations. Never. We never ever. have conflict. We've gotten along perfectly our entire life without right. any conflict ever. <laughs> true. Our lives are perfect. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, and I do, I love that about you, Peyton, because I, I do know the hard stuff that's been had, that we've had to walk through. Mm-hmm. But I also know, like, it's created more beauty yeah. in our partnership of ministry, in our friendships. Um, and I don't even get, like, a super front row seat as far as the friendship level with you, because... You know, you've got like your group and I'm a little bit older than you. So our, fr- our kids aren't necessarily in the same area, but, but watching you from a little bit of a distance is, is so unique for me because I have watched you walk through so much. And what I want you to hear is from my perspective, you've done it really well. Thank you. And you've done it with a lot of grace. Thank you. And, um, I think absolutely any parent would be so, so blessed to have their child under your leadership absolutely, and under Dalton's leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, because you guys are like, you're walking the road that is hard mm-hmm. and is not easy and it's not super fluffy, but you're going, we're going to do this in obedience to Jesus. And mm-hmm. we're going to do it as well as we possibly can yeah. with the character of Jesus. And so that's what I see in you. Yeah. So that's so beautiful. And I think I have seen you step from, a place of trying to prove yourself worthy um, and prove that you can, um, you can be this particular person or have this, have this image. Yes. Um, And and I can relate to that too, as an eight, a little bit of just needing, like 
needing to always be better, needing to strive for more, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've watched you walk from that into an, and I would say it's probably when you decided to stop being offended. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. you decided you made the choice to be teachable. And Mm -hmm. then I saw this shift in you where all of a sudden your true self Mm -hmm. came alive. Yeah. And it was like, you weren't trying anymore. You were just being who God's made you to be. I think I felt like I needed permission and God was like, you like be. Just I created be. you. Yes. Here's your permission. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was like needing permission from everyone around me. And God mm-hmm. was like, you don't, you don't need permission from anyone. We've, I've given it to you. Mm-hmm. Go and be who I've created you to be. So what would you say to that person who feels that way? Whether they're a type three or not, you know, if they're, just, if they feel like they have to prove themselves or be something that people expect them to be, and they're just supposed to be who they are. Life is way too short to try to be someone you're not mm. intended to be. And people will love you for who you are, mm-hmm. um, not for who you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord can do so much more through you when you're aligned with him and you are being who he created Come you on. to be yep. than trying to be someone that like trying to be you, Heather, or yeah. trying to be like Jenny Allen or yeah. any other person yep. who you're like, man, I want to preach like them or I want to talk like them or I want to raise my kids like them. And God's like, nope, like I have, you have everything you need in me. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Come on. You know, I just threw my shoe. <laughs> Why? Because when something's really good, you throw your shoe. I've literally never heard that before. <laughs> Hashtag old. Has. Hashtag no. old. I have no. not heard that either. We're only, <laughs> we're only four years apart. Is that an old thing? Have you not watched World of Dance? Oh, no. Actually, I haven't. So World you throw of your Dance. shoe if it's good? Jennifer Lopez, hello. She takes her, like, million-dollar shoe and chucks it on stage. The, the girl's it's... probably wearing Jimmy Choo's, and she's throwing them across the stage. Exactly. Oh, that's the point. On. I mean, mine aren't like, wow. that expensive, but. I feel like Chris has thrown his shoe, but maybe maybe not. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, if you have <laughs> Uh, anyway, his, his million dollars. It was good didn't... enough that I just threw my shoe across. That's the good. Room. I was like, is that supposed to be a mic drop? What is that? <laughs> no. Okay. Hashtag catch you're, up with culture. Hashtag you're more relevant than. Well, you have a nine year old daughter that keeps you relevant. That's true. My children are still young and. Oh man. Think I'm cool. I'm so. in youth ministry and still googling. What does such and such mean? Oh, do you? Okay. And good. I'm 25. Darn it. I was to say, girl, I didn't know that you had to do that already. Oh, I do. It's okay. kind of sad. A uh, 12 yeah. year old walked into my house the other day and I said, "How are you?" And he said, "Gucci." And I was what? like, uh, "What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's a thing. I don't know. Wow." You have those moments in life where you go, I am starting to act the way the adults in my life that I thought were old are acting. Uh-huh. We're there, girls. We're there. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, the fact that you guys are a military family. Yeah, we are. Fill us in. What's that look like? It's hard to put words into what that looks like. Um, my husband is in the Air National Guard. Um, so basically the United States Air Force and his job is a guard job, but the, the specific job he's in, he travels more than a typical guard person. So a guard person, um, is there once a month on a weekend, like the first weekend of the month. Um, and he actually travels pretty regularly with his job. Um, and he has a civilian job. So he basically juggles two jobs and he's, um, a dad and a husband and, it's um, an interesting balance. I feel like we're forever going to be trying to figure out what that looks like for as long as he's serving. So, mm. yeah. Is that hard on you? Knowing like one week every single month, he's out. Like he's not 
present in your little family unit. He's serving his country. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, it really stinks to have him gone as our boys are little and they're changing a lot. Um, but also like it's part of being his wife and supporting him. And that's all that I want to do is I want to be there cheering him on. And, um, that looks like staying home and taking care of our home and sometimes the bills and sometimes calling the people to come fix our drain or, uh, that's my, that's my job as his wife is to just be his number one fan and support him in that. Yeah. Keep the home running. Yeah. 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 So he's been doing it for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of years ago he was actually going to be done. He had done his six years and he was going to get out. And within a 24 hour time span, the Lord totally wrecked his heart. And he was like, I feel like I'm supposed to stay. And so we signed on for another six years. Was that hard for you? Cause you'd already mentally prepared to be done. So then what did that look like for you as a spouse to go, okay, we're doing this again. Here's the deal. I am like an all-in person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, let's do it. Like I, like I said, I really just want to cheer him on in whatever it is that God's called him to do. Yeah. And so when he was saying that, I was like, okay, like I trust that you're hearing from the Lord, and I trust that this is what you're doing as a leader of our home, and let's do it. Like mm-hmm. there was no question really um, until they started talking about deployments, and then I was like, whoa, like this mm-hmm. is serious yeah so I for a long time I'm like it's so cool like look at me I'm a military wife like this is awesome like this is cushy and then when you get called to go out and be from away from your family for an extended period of time you're like well this isn't all that it's cracked up Mm -hmm. to be so So. what's that gonna look like for you guys deployment um he'll be gone for nine months coming up here soon and um, one of the questions that you guys had sent me was, how are you preparing for that? Like yeah. spiritually and mentally. And, yeah. um, honestly, I've really wrestled with the Lord and I'm like, okay, God, here's the list of things that you need to make sure are fixed and well and right before he leaves. Yeah. And the Lord saying, that's not how I work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so right now we're just focusing on each other. Mm-hmm. doing as many date nights and fun things as we can um and also just serving the people around us and loving the people around us well just living life like as normal as possible yeah um and also I'm just every day like putting it before the Lord and saying oh, God this is yours this is yours I trust you help me trust you because yeah. some days it's yeah I trust you and some days it's oh but I want to take that back off Except like with I, that part of it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally Okay, Peyton, I think one thing about you that I love so much is that you deal. You deal really well. So God gave you back-to-back babies, little boys, and they are, they're boy boys. Little boon man, he's a boy boy in a good way. Yes. But you've taken it and you've gone, okay, God, I got this. So the other day, we're setting up at church on a Sunday. We have a rental facility. Mm -hmm. We set up, we tear down. I believe Dalton was either traveling with work or he was at the guard and it was pouring rain, and all of a sudden the door flies open, and in comes Peyton, packed down with her kiddos. You had Boone on your shoulders, mm-hmm. you're hanging onto his leg, you're toting your baby carrier with your baby in it. You've got our security backpack that's like weighted down with all the walkie-talkies mm-hmm. for the church security. Yeah. Because Dalton does security for us, and you were bringing it in for the rest of the guys. You had like stuff for kids' church. You had your backpack, your diaper bag, like all the things. Yeah. And you were just like, hey, good morning. Like, no big deal. Yeah. And I had this picture of like, man, God is really preparing her for what is to come. Mm -hmm. 
because you really could have made a really big deal about it of like, guys, I'm going to need help getting my kids in and all the stuff because Dalton's not here. And, you know, I have two babies Mm -hmm. and I have all the things going on. Yeah. And really drawing a ton of attention to the needs around you. And I feel like instead you go, hey, I got this. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to just run in this lane and I'm going to do it with joy and have fun doing it. Yeah. And I felt like it was God giving me a picture of him preparing you. So my husband is a hunter. And when they're preparing to go elk hunting in the Colorado mountains, mm-hmm. the elevation is a lot different than it is here in the Midwest. And so they pack themselves down to get ready for this hunt. They put 70-pound bags on their backs, and then they hike terrain that is not typical of their day. And I felt like that's what God was doing. He was showing me that he had packed you down because he was preparing you for Dalton's deployment. Like, you are not going to flounder. You are not going to fail. You are going to have hard days, like pouring rain and getting your kids into church alone. But at the end of the day, he has equipped you with everything you need to do it and to do it well. Yeah. And I think the other thing about you that's so important is that you do it without complaining. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not your first phone call friend maybe. So maybe I don't hear the complaining, but I don't even hear about the complaining, you know, and you're just, you're not one to complain. You're not one to make a huge, super big deal about something that's not a big deal. Um, I was talking to a friend recently who she's actually a counselor and she was saying that she, he, one of her friends was sharing a struggle and she said she was being very dramatic about it and very negative about it. And she finally looked at her and she said, you're treating this like it's a 10 and this is a four. This struggle is a four. And one, I was like, wow, you said that? That's super brave of you. And she was like, yeah. She's like, Cause she needed to be brought down to realize this is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think about you, Peyton, is there's a lot of young mamas around you. And I feel like you've made a decision to go, I'm going to run this lane that Jesus has given me of being a mom and a military wife and a ministry leader. And I'm going to do it without grumbling and complaining. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with a lot of joy. Yeah. So I think that's a really huge character trait that is incredibly necessary to do this for the long haul. Yeah. Just to throw this out there, I just, I really enjoy my life. And I think that that's why that's so evident to you. I think I've overcome a lot of offendedness in my life um, that has brought me to really enjoy the goodness that God has placed in front yeah. of me and given me. Um, after all, he did create us to enjoy. I think so many people forget, like, God God wants us to yes. have fun and enjoy life. Yes. Um, and so, man, that's what my heart is after, is mm-hmm. to just love what is happening in my life. So um, when you were just talking about preparing. It brought me to a verse that I was specifically praying over Dalton. Um, probably for the better half of the last year, he was needed to get a certificate, um, for his training. And he's, a lot of guys get it within two years and he's been in for six years, just putting it off. And, um, it comes from Psalms. Um, and this is what it says. It says, he trains my hands for battle. Mm-hmm. He strengthens my arm to draw a bow, a bow, a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. 
You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They called for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I grind them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. And I just think that, I just had this realization. I thought that scripture was all for him, which it totally is. Like he's preparing for battle, but like I'm preparing to, yep. you're at home. Like yep. I will have battles that I will have to face yep. and the Lord's already strengthened me and he's already gone before me. And just to remember, like, I got this, like yeah. I can deal. Like I have the people I can call on, but I also have everything I need. Yeah. Already. So good, Peyton. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. And you might have to remind yourself of that. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> on hard days or hard weeks, yeah. you yeah. know? But I think the fact that that's where you're you're mentally and spiritually preparing yourself for that and giving you that positive, like that positive self-talk to go, God's God's in this. Yeah. He's going to go before me. Yeah. That's huge. Well yeah. done. Thank you. So I love your first military ball story. Oh, goodness. Can you share that? Yeah. Um. So Don and I are newly married at this time. We're pregnant with our firstborn. And, or at least I'm pregnant with our firstborn. He is not. Um, and I will never, ever, ever, ever forget this. And I hope it makes you guys laugh because it's just so ridiculous. But we, um, there's such a thing as a military ball. A lot of military, militaries do this, whether it's army or air force or whatever. Um, but in this instance, they were referring to it as a dining out. And so to me, it seemed a little bit less like, Promy and a little bit more chill. Like kind of casual. Yeah. And yeah. I had um, maybe been to like one other thing that was more of like a cookout, like a manly. I guess it wasn't manly because I was there, but whatever. <laughs> um, So we're getting ready. And I didn't mention this before, but we're getting ready. And there's other people in our apartment getting ready too. And she's in like a full like gown. And I look at Dalton and I'm like, okay, like, are you sure it's okay what I'm wearing? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Like you look great. It's no big deal. So we show up late. And I walk in and you have to walk up like two flights of stairs. And it's like on the chalkboard, it says, welcome to the military ball. And I'm like, okay, let's see what happens when we go up these stairs. So we climb two flights of stairs and go in and it's like prom on steroids. (laughs) And let me tell you, I am in a black t-shirt dress, a green bomber and like casual heels and my hair is just done like normal my makeup's done like normal and these women the money they spent to like get their hair and nails done like $200 dresses like full-on gown and I turn and look at Dalton and it was like fight face Uh like (laughs) how dare you oh my goodness and so man that was just my first like rookie military wife experience did he just not know that this was a big deal (laughs) I can totally just see him just being like, it's fine. Like, you can wear whatever you want. He's like, you look hot, babe, in that t-shirt dress. So this is good. And he's in in his military blues. So it's like, I look like everyone else. And I'm like, well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) On my, like, $12 H&M dress. I I save money. You know what? Yeah. I did not spend $500 on a night of... That not you'll never matter. wear again? Yes. Yeah. I think next year at the military ball, there's going to be people dressed just like you were because they're going to think you're setting the trend. Yeah. That cute little, that <laughs> we'll young girl, that, right? <laughs> that new military wife, yeah, we'll she just set the trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You survived it though. Yeah. And I've been to one other one since and I wore something 
pretty low key compared to what other people were. And I guess that's if we're being honest, I'm pretty low key. Yeah. I'm not about to like go full on crazy with my hair and makeup. I'm pretty like t-shirts and shorts kind of girl. So you do you, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about you. Heidi kind of mentioned it, but you're just not drama. Yeah. And anymore. <laughs> Uh, but I was going to ask that. Have you always been that way? Or have you? Oh, goodness. If people from high school are listening. There was a hot I'm minute sorry. where you had a fair amount of drama <laughs> that we dealt with. But it was quick. It passed quickly. Yeah. I think um, I just went through maybe some life experiences. I was super emotional. And I think I just needed to mature. Like, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. Um, And you also walked through some hard stuff. I did. I you did. You know, like you walked through your parents' divorce. That's rough. Yeah. That changes. It shifts a person. You yeah. Know, I walked, walked through, through some hard stuff. A, a heartbreaking relationship. Yeah. I, um, and I need to remember like it was okay to right. like have emotion, but also yeah. like I think I like freaked out when it could have been a lot calmer of a situation, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think I've really grown and I think yeah. that having kids has really helped chill me out a little bit I'm a, I'm a super chill mom and I think that that just comes from walking through hard experiences and saying like that doesn't define me let's move forward that's right and yeah. so yeah I just want to cultivate a home that is just fun and not full of drama and hey what's this person doing today or comparison or anything like that yeah. I just I want my boys to feel like it's a safe space and my mom isn't crazy or whatever well, I think you're doing an amazing job I'm really proud of you thank you I agree Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. We're proud of you, Peyton. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening. We're sure that some of you can really relate to what Peyton has shared, whether it's motherhood or parenthood or being a spouse or military or foster or we didn't even get into the foster stuff. Maybe we'll chat about that on another show. But um, if you would like to reach out to Peyton, we will link her. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can reach out to us on the H&H Hour um, also, we're the H&H Hour at Gmail. Um, hey, please, wherever you listen, would you hop over and leave a quick review and give us a rating so that other people, maybe people need to hear Peyton's story and the way that they're going to find it is by you reviewing yep. so that it pops up on their feed. So we're going to chat with you next time, but we hope that you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.